0: Hello and welcome to MLW Confusion. I'm your host, Rob Cameron, bringing you all that you may or may not need to know about Major League Wrestling and its television programming. Tonight, we are continuing to branch out. This week, going to Indiana and checking out Girl Fight Wrestling. But first, the news. A big week in the world of professional wrestling. And of course, MLW is at least there hanging out. getting getting itself known to the general wrestling populace who may not have been aware of it already, uh, two, well, there's three, but the third one didn't quite make the news cycles. Uh, big uh, interpromotional battles involving MLW wrestlers happened um, over the course of the weekend Uh, the first of which is your national openweight champion who has not been officially acknowledged on television yet uh, Davey Richards uh, defending the title at New Japan Pro Wrestling USA against uh, Rocky Romero match was supposed to be Clark Connors originally um, but he had to pull out due to injury Um, and as I said previously this is a more than welcome substitute. As Azucar uh, is more than capable of holding his own in the ring and putting on spectacular matches when called upon. Um, also, in the. Uh, uh, yeah. Ric Flair's last match uh, that little thing um, as much as I wanted to write it on social media you know it was a stacked card uh, from pillar to post uh, MLW had a strong showing with the Vivana Eric brothers showing up and most notably uh, for the Impact formerly TNA World Heavyweight Championship, Jacob Fatu former MLW champion took on Josh Alexander for the big prize um, in a match that had blown away a lot of uh, wrestling fans who are not familiar with Fatu's Work, um, and most notably, like some of the bigger names as well, like Mick Foley took to the Twitter machine, uh, noting that he's never seen um, anyone quite, oh, well, quite the size of Jacob Fatu be as agile as he is. Which, of course, for us MLW fans, you know, we've known this for the last handful of years, and there is a reason. Well, besides the pandemic, that he had held the World Heavyweight Championship for so long. And last but not least, uh, we've gotten, you know, gotten a piece uh, of seeing her in the past. uh, But MLW uh, headquarters has officially announced that Sam LaTurna will be serving as a correspondent for Major League Wrestling. uh, Backstage broadcaster, interviewer, kind of taking over the role uh, Alicia Toot had until she decided that she'd much rather take part in the shenanigans of being a clout couple member uh so I look forward to seeing more of sam and what she brings to the table i'm not familiar with her work but she seems to come in with quite a resume according to mlw sources so uh welcome to the family sam all right moving on it is time for our review um for those of you who haven't played along this is traditionally an mlw related podcast usually obviously i re- i bring up You know, and review, most notably MLW Fusion. Hence the title, Coen Fusion. There's a pun in there uh, on several layers. Um, But right now, MLW is on their summer hiatus. They'll be back this fall with brand new programming. So instead of taking a hiatus myself, um, I've decided to just go out and, you know, experience the world of professional wrestling. Uh, Take in... uh, primarily tv shows that i wouldn't normally watch just just for the sake of being able to watch it uh because thanks to the internet and various streaming services there's a lot of wrestling out in the world and you know if i'm not getting my daily dose of stuff and i'm not always a big fan of the big two right now uh you know there there's a lot of alternatives out there so traditionally i have held myself to uh tv shows up to this point i mean granted it's only been like two weeks uh but kind of like stuck to uh, tv shows mostly because i just don't want to spend you know like three hours talking to myself um and so, it, you know, TV shows are a slightly easier, more digestible format for my styling of this here podcast. Um, today, we are being a bit different, though. Um, as I found out that on my preferred uh, streaming service, they're not paying me, so I'm not going to throw their name out there too terribly much, um, There there is Girl Fight Wrestling. And I've been familiar of its existence because i'm i i'm a fan of a handful of folks that have traveled through there um but it's a promotion that runs primarily in like the indiana area uh promoted by madman pondo and you know say what you want about him at times like i am a fan of his work i'm thoroughly entertained by pondo um and i'm a big supporter of women's wrestling uh so much so that like i like tr- sometimes get in arguments with people that women's is not a style of wrestling there it's all wrestling and actually women's wrestling chants like anger me to no end when i'm at a show live and the women are doing well so people are women's wrestling clap 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 like that drives me crazy because it's wrestling just because a woman happens to do it I mean, doesn't change anything, you know, do, if, you know, are we going to throw, you know, player, nope, just get down off the soap card, uh, get off that soapbox, Rob, I was going to start talking inflammatory things, and it's not going to do anybody any good, because this is a light and fluffy podcast, ultimately, here to have a good time, and yeah, I was getting into not good time comments, but just... If you happen to see me in a crowd and you want to make me angry, in addition to just being a jerk in general, because that makes me angry too, you know, start a women's wrestling chant. That's that's how you make me disgruntled with life. Anywho, back to the task at hand: girl fight wrestling. Um, I, I'm. It's not a. Te- they don't have a televised product, but I found out that their shows are relatively short, so that made me happy. Um, so I figured, hey, I'll check it out. We'll give them the confusion bump see what's going on with it uh so i chose to review uh their second most recent show at least on the streaming service called nothing can stop us um mostly because i saw a couple names on there that we'll get to uh that i just really wanted to watch anyway um so this is actually from april uh 2022 april this past year uh from at least this recording standpoint and the show starts off uh with them bringing out the owner booker promoter badman pondo uh, and he has a special announcement tonight uh in addition to uh wrestling legend uh, princess victoria she comes out greets the fans but in addition to greeting the fans and just like thanking everyone for showing up pondo announces that that this here show um, is the culmination of all the hard work that they've done for Girl Fight Wrestling, and that every facet of the show is being manned uh, by women, ran- going from commentary, which unfortunately is almost entirely inaudible for the show, to the refs, to the to the merch sellers, like pretty much ev- almost everyone involved is female, so... Good work to Pondo bringing gender equality to the realm of professional wrestling. You know, obviously, he's not the only one to really help do this. Uh, You know, Dave Prezak's helped a lot out uh, doing a lot of stuff for Shimmer. But even Shimmer tends to bring... Males in for uh, some of the backstage or other on-air roles besides wrestler uh but again skipping that can of worms we're going what's on screen at the moment uh but pondo basically just comes out thanks everyone big show tonight because of all the work they've done uh hope and everybody loves it uh, announces that there's gonna be seven matches, and just we're gonna get the thing started with our opening contest Savannah Sweet versus Jax Stinger. Uh, this is your standard pretty girl versus military battle. Um, one thing I got off right the bat as we get the initial batch of hold exchanges is that Jax's shirt is like the same color as the mat and so like sometimes i just kind of like half loser okay by half loser i mean entirely loser because like she her her top's the same colors as the mat and then she's wearing camo pants so like i i mean she's john cena for all i know i can't see her when she's on the ground um anywho so lots of hold exchanges uh, initially uh, a lot of back and forth action neckbreaker by sweet gets a 2 count um and sweet further takes over from there uh, does a lot of shtick and mocking the military stuff so does a lot of like marching in place and marching over jacks uh jacks however finally has enough it comes back with a big power slam uh hits a big uh, uh yeah cuz every move is big at this point sto backbreaker into the neckbreaker for 2 count um this sets the path forward to victory, of course, being the military with the, uh, uh, I always forget like the proper name of the move, but it's a knee based neckbreaker uh best way to describe it is the Zack attack Zack Ryder's old finisher before we started using the rough rider um, but a knee neck breaker, uh gets the three count for jacks um and it was just a nice little uh opening contest and you know just a meat and potatoes match got just enough stick by the heels to get some heat um but if i have to make one complaint for it otherwise like it just really never kind of got out of first gear it was uh, not quite wrestling in slow motion, but everything was just, just a mosey. Uh, which you know, on one hand, I you know I'd rather have you do it right and be a little slow about it. Uh, but sometimes you know, especially in an opening contest, I feel like that's something we need to use set the bar high for and get the crowd ready. Um, and not getting it and not getting out of first gear is not always the best way to do that. Um, but otherwise, you know, a solid opener uh, between Savannah Sweet and Jack Stinger following that our second match is Lily Lockhart taking on Charlie Cruel. Tr- Cruel goes around the ring bribing the crowd. It turns out it's Pop-Tarts, which the camera didn't quite pick it up. We got the Pop-Tarts reference later on. And just for the record, if I'm ever in a crowd and you see me, I I am more than willing to be bribed with Pop-Tarts preferably s'mores because s'mores is the superior pop tart um but really as long as it's still in the package and unopened i, I will be bribed with any pop tart you are willing to hand me um unfortunately though lockhart doesn't feel the same way as i do doesn't want the pop tarts and hits a you know starts the thing off with a kick to the stomach we fight outside for a wee bit and get what's supposed to be a souple uh, but really it looks more like a Brainbuster Buster out in the floor by Charlie Cruel. Uh, inside the ring, uh, Lockhart hits a Face Buster, um, but forearms have no further effect against Cruel. Cruel locks uh, locks on the Boston Crab and screams a lot, uh, but trips over herself somehow and crashes into the uh, the uh, the ropes before eating a big kick. Uh, big flurry of knees by Cruel as she makes her comeback, then gets the Cradle DDT, Gets the victory three count, eh? Yeah, you know, uh, j- just like my uh, finish there. The match itself was also kind of clunky. Like it had it had its moments. Like I feel like Cruel as a character is working. Like she seems to be getting it down on the personality front. Uh, just again, kind of working. You know, on the uh, ring skills is seems to be the you know big thing we need to work on for here. Our third match of the evening is Ella versus Breezy. Uh, yeah, like we, we got all these like people with real names, and now it's Ella Breezy. Uh, I don't know where I was going to go with any of that, but Ella's coming out in a straitjacket, so we're going to get some quality stuff here. And we're going to start with a lockup and a hold exchange. There we go. Coming out with a straitjacket, wearing a hospital gown with your crazy little doll, and we're going to start with a lockup. Um, just you know serviceable whatever i mean it's great it's wrestling but man if you're gonna play the crazy gimmick you should probably start off the match like a little bit of a dervish just my humble opinion as a guy who talks into a microphone in his mother's basement anywho trading holes a thumb to the eye by ella gets breezy's control out of the way um breezy does come back with a side slam uh Ella goes for her doll, tosses it into the air. That's enough of a distraction to take over for a bit. Uh, Breezy, though, comes back with a bulldog for a two count and gets some screaming. Breezy charges right into a double-arm DDT, and that is the finish of the match. Um, Up to this point, best match of the night. Like, everything did seem to flow together well. And really, as I said, like, my one complaint was just if you're going to play the crazy card she'd probably act a bit more crazy but otherwise a perfectly serviceable match uh between breezy and ella even with the straight jacket and the doll being tossed around like yeah whatever man we we need more dolls and straight jackets in wrestling there's there's my humble opinion on that all right it is time to take a pause for the cause get some energy drinks in us maybe make a podcast or two in the meanwhile i'm gonna go out i'll be back one minute if you're like me, sometimes you need a pick-me-up to get you through the day. I drink Ray's Energy for that pickup. Ray's comes in a bunch of different flavors, and more recently Italian ice, which is great, by the way. And it contains no sugar, so there's no crash after you drink it. And, really, like best of all, if you go through me and go to wetrepsports.com, use my code CAS, you get 15% off your order. So, also, be like CAS, drink Ray's Energy Alright, we are back with more action. It is Bailey McRoberts. Love the name. I did, like, crack for that as I was watching it through. Taking on the Certified Hustler's favorite wrestler, Big Mama. <sighs> We're gonna start this off like as the bell rings. Bailey is reluctant to get involved. Like talks about like weight classes and there's really you know it's professional wrestling, man. There's not a whole lot in line of weight classes, um, and even when there are, like there's usually some intermingling between the weight classes themselves. Uh, but Big Mama uses her strength to bounce Bailey around the ring. Uh, Bailey finally gets to utilize her speed for a bit to take advantage, working over the leg of Big Mama. Big Mama has a enough of that though it hits a big shoulder tackle and a catching slam leading up to a sit down splash for three um this review leaves out like just the you know cult of personality that big mama is um like she is very brash she is very loud like she is going to command the room which really like was something lacking in the show up to this point so it was really refreshing to see like is the people who are like trying to be characters and like kind of get their things together we finally got someone who just is like big mama is big mama and like and for this you know being a pretty short and sweet match like big mama just kind of like took over the room and i i appreciated seeing that uh it was something again like sorely lacking up to this point in the show in my opinion fourth match. Is it fourth match? I think it's fifth match now. I'm not counting terribly well, uh, because energy drinks makes my math bad. That's what I'm explaining on and for and not my redneck education. Anywho, moving along. Never mind that. I didn't say any of that. Our next match features Annika taking on Sawyer Wreck, uh, the classic rivalry between Russians and a Punks uh, that I just made up for this show. Um, <laughs> it was really short. It was kind of a squashy match. Uh, thoroughly enjoyed it, though. Nice, I would say if it's a different spot in the show, it would be a great ca- palate cleanser. But, like, Sawyer is tall like they didn't announce heights but it really doesn't matter because it seemed like she was like a foot and a half or so maybe uh, taller than Annika um and so like they're kind of like going around the big short thing uh really like the big highlight for me Was that Annika got an arm uh, like an arm wrench and a couple kicks in, and she's like, "Ha!" And Sawyer just hits a bloody roundhouse kick and like knocks her head into the third row, and it was amazing. (laughs) I loved it. Um, But otherwise, a lot of comedy in here with the tall short thing. Uh, We get a curb stomp and a choke slam. Really, like a foregone conclusion. Like once you saw how the match started, Sawyer. So your wreck is your winner and like my low key match of the night like in terms of like just being purely entertained for a short period of time this match was it uh definitely not the actually the best match of the <laughs> of the night um That's coming up next, actually. Uh, So, without further ado, my match of the night. Uh, No DQ. Masha Slamovich versus Mickey Knuckles. And the sound you hear, in addition to me babbling on incoherently, is the sound of drool escaping my face, because... (laughs) Oh, this is going to be ugly in the best way possible. I love me some Masha. I love me some Mickey Mickey Knuckles. Uh, And this is almost everything I hope to be outside of it being like a death match itself. Um, Mickey gets on the mic, puts over the announcer. This is her first night on the job. Uh, Mickey also wants to fight his friends because, you know, sometimes friends just got to fight it out. Unfortunately, there is nothing in life that Masha Slamovich hates more than friendship and kicks Mickey for just even thinking about being friends. Uh, We almost instantaneously just go outside the ring uh, where Masha takes over briefly with really stiff, like, tosses into, like, the ring barrier before Mickey gets ticked off and just goes into her guttural yells that she is... Well, I would say she's known for, but I don't think that's like what she's known for the most. But like when she gets mad, like she's mad, dude. And we're all going to pay for it. Uh, by we all, I mean, mostly, uh, most mostly Masha right now. Uh, getting clubbered hard outside the ring. Uh, like lots of stiff shots out there. Uh, the Mickey Knuckles lap dance special gets a two count. Um, and for those of you, like that's not even the name of the move, I don't think, but that's what we're going to call it now. Hopefully, maybe we'll make that go viral. Hey, like, Feel free to steal that and use it. Uh, But basically, like, Mickey just shoves her opponent into a chair ringside, straddles them, and then just headbutts them until there isn't much of a head left to butt. Um, And that's kind of a theme of this match. There's a lot of headbutts here, which Mickey is known for. Uh, We have the bar fight sequence with two chairs and... Striking back and forth, uh, lot, uh, Masha's doing a lot of chops to the chest, and Mickey goes for a lot of headbutts, Mickey does win via lots of headbutts, um, before Masha's just like, whatever, I want a headbutt too, and starts throwing headbutts of her own, dropping both of them, uh, J- uh, Mickey goes for a JYD style headbutt on the floor, the crawling kind, uh, but Masha catches that into the guillotine. Uh, we also get a chair assisted camel clutch by Mickey, uh, before she is whipped into the merch stand. We finally, finally, finally make our way uh, into the ring, um, and Masha is really trying to work over an arm and lock in the arm bar. Uh, hits a modified STO before going into the first arm bar. Uh, Mickey powers out with a power bomb, uh, surprise stunner into the arm bar uh, by. Masha, and that kind of gets lifted into a sit-out pump handle slam by mickey knuckles for two for uh the three count um so that was kind of nifty seeing a pump handle you know being done i don't say correctly because most of them are done correctly but used like an effective way to actually finish someone off besides just doing a convoluted power slam anywho again i went through that kind of like an auctioneer uh but Oh, just a brutal match. and I loved every moment of it uh, between Mickey and Masha. Um, so if you're just into just ugly brawling outside the uh, outside inside, just stiff, ugly shots like this, this is your match. this is this is a brawler's dream. Um, and then my complaints, because because I always have complaints. nothing is ever perfect in my eyes. My standards are just that high. You know, blood, I always want more blood. Maybe a deathmatch. Could have been a deathmatch, but whatever. I mean, I'm not signing up for a death match against Mickey Knuckles. <laughs> so I, I can understand the hesitation on uh, Masha's end too. If, assuming Mo- it was Masha's end that wasn't doing it. Maybe Pondo's not sanctioning it, which would be weird for Pondo not to sanction a death match. But going ahead and keep moving on. Uh, so main event time. It is Rachel Armstrong taking on your girl fight champion, Billy Stark's titles on the line in the main event. Uh, Rachel is a plucky newcomer, uh, but holds her own at the, uh, start of the match with tie-ups and hold exchange, like, now, compared to the last match, I mean, this is just straight up wrestling, last match was a brawl, this is the sweet science, screw you boxing, the real sweet science is catch style wrestling, um, but, you know, we can't go catch for long. Uh, but we did have an extended period of both Billy and Rachel exchanging holds and getting some respect that way. Rachel chooses to pick up the pace. It gets a Hurricane Rana and a pair of Tope Suicidas outside the ring. Billy catches her on the third try, though, uh, and then takes over, uh, whipping her into the barricade before coming inside and hitting a souple on, well,. The, I guess you call it the. It's not really the apron if it's in the middle of the ring on the canvas. There we go. Suplex on the can uh, canvas. Uh, botched springboard leads to a rear naked choke spot. Uh, Rachel comes back with a meteora gets the two count. Uh, however, Billy is not terribly phased off that with a high angle German suplex for two. Uh, but it's an offensive flurry taken out and a Yoshi Tonic into the turnbuckles. Uh, unfortunately though. Rachel misses the 450 splash, does roll through, but she gets her head kicked off. Tombstone pile driver and the three count. Your champion, Billy Starks, retains. After the match, Billy shows respect as the show fades to black. A uh, fun uh, main event. Um, very solid wrestling between the two. Um, I just have some concern with. Uh, I know high flying is considered high risk for a reason, um, but. Uh, I don't think Rachel Armstrong is quite there yet to be doing some of the high-flying stuff she was attempting. Uh, at least two of those topes kind of look scary. And then I'm not sure what was going on with the, with the springboard that led to the rear naked choke. I mean, I assume it was going to the rear naked choke anyway, but, you know, it just, you just didn't land right. You know, ropes are sweaty and whatnot, but still. Um, but otherwise, you know, a solid main event and a great, uh, juxtaposition of wrestling styles between that and the mickey knuckles masha slamovich match so show coming to an end uh so fun show overall i mean in, in uh, the first half of the show was somewhat clunky but things definitely kind of picked up uh by you know, midway through with the big mama match so we got our then we uh, big mama match so we got our cult of pers- personality we got comedy we got hard hitting brawls like we we got a little bit of everything in this show um and a pretty solid show overall i did say i enjoyed it uh it makes me happy to find girl fight on my streaming platform of choice um and definitely going to have to check things out here in the future um especially if this is a relatively uh, they're all relatively short i mean don't get me wrong i'm okay with a 3 hour show cuz i go to i, I do go uh, go to a uh, indie shows uh whenever i can and i do watch you know pretty much whatever i can get my hands on as i said like i just don't like to spend like this much time talking by myself um but yeah the show was relatively short clocking in of like a, uh, like an hour 20 minutes or so um and it was it really was like overall a lot of fun so gonna have to check out some more um but otherwise thank you all for listening and Tolerated me as i travel around just talking about my wrestling obsession as i just magically uh try to turn into elmer fudd with my west wing obsession um appreciate it no more elmer fudd impressions because that wasn't very good um but thank you all for listening uh, if you'd like to support you know just stay tuned for the best ways you can help out um it does mean a lot, and, you know, every little bit helps, whether it's word of mouth or, you know, joining up the Patreon. Um, speaking of the Patreon stuff, like, hey, if, like, you, like, I'm open to suggestions as to, uh, you know, what I should watch next. So, you know, hit, hit me up on the social medias. Uh, though, as, as I kind of implied, you know, Patreon folk uh, might get, you know, an extra... Wink and a nod if you know what I mean uh, towards choices. Um, but otherwise, again, appreciate it. I'll catch you all next time. MLW Confusion is a weekly podcast that is written and performed by Rob Cammer and hosted at Anchor FM. The background music for this section is Ruined My Day, performed by Alan Schroeder. If you enjoyed this podcast and would like to support, please like, subscribe, and tell your friends, family, and enemies leaving a review would also be helpful. Word-of-mouth advertisement, of course, is very important for us small podcasts. For my social media links, they can be found in the description below, but the Twitter and Instagram are both at TheNovaOfCass, T-H-E-N-O-V-A-O-F-C-A-S-S, and Facebook is at M L W Confusion. If you'd like to support monetarily and help upgrade my equipment, please check out my virtual chip jar at www.cofi.com Casanova. That is C-A-S-S-O-N-O-V-A. If you'd prefer more bang for your buck, go to patreon.com Casanova, where for as little as $1, backers get access to the podcast early and without those pesky ads, plus other exclusive content. So head up the crew and join Maverick45, Alan Schroeder, and Keith Wynn and check it out. You can also find t-shirts at whatamaneuver.net slash collections slash the Confusion podcast. There's hyphens in between the Confusion podcast, of course. And for other business inquiries such as ads and sponsorships, please email me at k a m e r e r at comcast.net. Thank you all for listening.